I mean, I'm really bad at talking and expressing my feelings. Like, I don't know what to say in real life. But in a song? Bruh. And I'm bad at expressing my feelings. Brother, so you know how I'm feeling. My love for you is to the ceiling. Don't mean to be revealing. Tongue out, knees kneeling. Oh, yeah? Don't want to be misleading. misleading. Ain't no one here competing. Competing. I'm bad at expressing my feelings. So bad at expressing my feelings. Oh, yeah? I'm dread you got on my weakness. weakness. You fuck me every weekend. Every weekend. Got me wet, I'm leaking. I'm leaking. When I see you, ain't speaking. speaking. Popping pills, I'm tweaking. I'm tweaking. A drug got a bitch fiending. Love how that dick be leaning. Digging me, I'm screaming. Ah. I'm a rapper, you a rapper too. Nigga, fuck me in, in the, the booth. Or meet me on the fucking roof. roof. Good head, don't worry about it too. Jatim Vramandu. On fake booze that trace you. Got me speak another language. language. I hope you feel my anguish. Smoke a woods, get zooted. What's fast when my ass is toted? Juice my world, come lucid. Your troops are being recruited. Yeah. That dick is so fucking stupid. stupid. You my dog for show show. Yep. Them artists are a ho ho. Oh. Dick fat like Santa's ho ho. Yep. In the bluff with all the smoke. Oh. You my nigga, nigga. Dick. Got my finger on the trigger. Trick. Fuck your what? You know my titties way bigger. Dick. Baby, give me a facial. Drip. I strip it like it's glacial. Drip, drip. Black love, no interracial. Yep. I fucked up a check tonight. Yeah. I wanna get in a fight. Oh, yeah. Come get this pussy right. Pussy right. Got me leaning like Sprite. Sprite. Got me talking reckless. reckless. I wanna make you breakfast. Yeah. Let me buy you a necklace. Yeah. Got these niggas jealous. Yeah. Pull up roof is missing. Miss. Eat the ass, no kissing. No kiss. Your face is where I'm sitting. I'm sitting. My face is babysitting. Skate. Psycho Norman Bates. Dick slittering just like Snape. Dedication, sorry for the wait. I love how you check out my cape. Person, I was so dope. So dope. Got a bitch, wanna sell a coke? Bricks. I like you a lot, bruh. Ha. I want all your smoke. Ha. I love that scar you tote. Come and let me get choked. Get choked. Come and stroke my throat. my throat. Please go get some rope. Yeah. You know you the next goat. Hey. So I wrote you this note. Yep. This isn't a misquote. Nope. Let me go get my coat. My coat. Taking off in a spaceship. Feeling like I'm in a matrix. I ain't with that fake shit. Can I be your dominatrix? I'm taking a pictures. I'll post on my Insta with hella filters. Eat my shorts. The principal scanner. You are a winner. I make you dinner. <laughs> I'm losing my breath. Got the respect. Keep it on my neck. I'm getting a check. Suck on what's left. Plot on a million. No, I mean billion. Fun on a bodger. But I like Dodger. Your daddy, I'm daughter. Dick at me walking like I'm a toddler. I wanted to call ya when I first saw ya. Suck you like straw ya. Going through a draw ya. Bad I'm for deacon. Don't swallow semen. I am a vegan. Chick got me squeamish. Don't want to get wiped up. Only dick down. Sip on this crown. Make sure I drown. My booty is round. You're lost and I'm found. Let's go out of town. How to touch town. I am your clown. What's up, everybody? This is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, and welcome to The Booch Cast. This week, ladies and gentlemen, we have a special surprise for you guys. This is going to be a hell of a great episode. Mr. Booch, really stop. Mr. Booch, really stop. Leave, leave recording. Mr. Booch, really stop. I'm doing this interview. This is my time to shine. Hello, children. This is Uncle Gator, and it's time for Gator Does an Interview. What? what? Gator, Gator, first of all, I booked the interview. Yes, that's fine. You, uh, th- look, 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 look. The agent always books the things for the town. <laughs> Excuse me? Yes, it's okay. I'm sorry, when, okay. When, and when was I your fucking agent? About five minutes ago. Mr. Bujarelli, last time I booked a show, it was great. Granted, I found a checkbook. Yeah, you found a checkbook. You still owe me all that money that you spent. I owe you nothing. This is regarding Dickless. So, Gator, so you're saying you want to do the interview? Yeah, I'm going to do the interview. So, hello, Miss Lady. Uh, okay, so this is, um, this is God, God, uh, God, God Daddy. Goth Daddy. God. No, first off, Miss Lady, you ain't no God to nobody. There's only one true God, and his name is Leonard Skinner. Gator, her name is Goth Batty. Goth Batty. What the hell is she likes golf? Yes. Yes, she likes golf. <laughs> she's a, she's an avid golfer, Gator. Oh, well, or I can she, go by Gator well, Batty. I've seen the picture. She looks like she looks like she's really good at holding one. <laughs> For sure. Yes. Or three. <laughs> 
I don't know if I have anything. Oh, Lord, we're going to get lettered. Like we haven't already. And then what? what's up with the daddy part? Aren't you a lady? No, it's Batty. Like bats. Batty? Like Batman? She's Batman? Yes. <laughs> Mr. Boots ready. Guess what? 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 She's Batman. Yes, we, we got Batman on our show. Is she one of them transgenders? No, no, she's not. No, I'm very transphobic. <laughs> what does that mean? Meaning I'm, I run and scream when I see a, a trans person. <laughs> You run and scream when you see trains? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Transformers. Is that like the transgenders? Yes. Yes. Is that like the does that like the transmiss mites? Yes. Oh yeah. Gary, do you have a question for the guest? I, well, I'm trying to figure out. So what is your so what is your profession? Um software engineer. Mr. Bidrelli, I thought you said she did porn. <laughs> He's like, I'm here for the fun stuff, not the dirty stuff. Yes, Gator, she she does do porn. That's my entertainment career. Yes, she has entertainment career. That's part of it. Yes. Yeah. Whether well, she's engineering somebody's software um, <laughs> and hardware. Oh God. <laughs> Okay, so what kind of adult entertainment and how much money do I need to pay to see this? Well, I'm an entertainer in general. Just one of them is 18 plus type of entertainment. It's a porn hub. Okay, um, <laughs> Mr. Bujarelli, I'm doing an interview. Shut up. I haven't said yes. anything. You're yes, doing... you did. You were laughing in my ear. So, Miss Lady, can you swim? Yes. God. You can swim? Yes. Benny, I thought you said she couldn't swim. No, she, she can swim, Gator. No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. Can she swim? Like... <laughs> Drink alcohol? No, 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 Miss Lady. <laughs> Mr. Budrelli knows what I'm asking. Can she swim? <laughs> I mean, does she know her father? Did he go to get milk and not come back? Unfortunately, yes. No, he. The excuse was he he moved to Cuba, but that means Florida. <laughs> Did she eat her chicken with 11 herbs and spices? No, just like three. There's just three. Three spices. Three spices, that's it. So you're going to Popeye's. Okay, we understand. What? That lady from Louisiana is the same thing. <laughs> How does he know? Did you go on my Wikipedia page? How do I know what? The Louisiana part. You're from Louisiana too? Oh, well, my family is. Oh. Mr. Boots Reddick, does she speak the banjo? No. No, she doesn't. Okay, okay. No, just proper English. Yeah, proper English, Gator. Then you ain't from Louisiana. No, I'm from Atlanta. Louisiana and Atlanta are not the same thing. Okay? I said my, my family That's like is the great from. State. Okay, Gator, um, where is this yes. going? What? I'm interviewing the lady. Am I not allowed to interview the lady? You're allowed one more question, then we got to kick you out. Oh, well, I got to get kicked out. Because you're making the guest uncomfortable. No, also, we're on a time schedule. Exactly. Oh, yeah, we're on a time. I forgot we were on a time schedule. Yes, we're on a time schedule. So, when your father left and went to Cuba, did he bring you back a new family or? No, I had only seen him twice since then. Ah, uh, so she's got daddy issues. This explains a lot. And mommy issues. And mommy issues. I got mommy issues too. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Budgerelli, I think I found a new career. Really? Uh-huh. What new career are you going into? I think I could do porn. I don't know. Uh, we only have one expert here. You think he's got what it takes? No, anyone does. See? They don't have to see my face. Yeah, just wear a wrestling belt. I should wear a wrestling belt? Yes. Well, Miss Lady, I got two or three. Wear all of them at the same time. Just that. In cowboy boots. Mr. Budgerelli, has she ever seen what I do? <laughs> Or know what I do? I just know you're Vinny's friend. Oh, no, no, Miss Lady. I'm an actual wrestler. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. So I got wrestling boots and cowboy boots. I didn't know there's wrestling boots. Yeah, they have like... Wow. They, yeah, they have actual um boots and tights that, that are specific for wrestlers to wear to the oh, ring. Yes. You're, like ballerina <laughs> shoes? <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna go before I cuss this lady, so let me- No, don't. 
I'm very Uncle intrigued. Gator, Uncle Gator's got to go now. Okay, bye, okay. Uncle Gator. See you, Gator. Uncle Gator. Uncle Gator is not. I don't. I don't feel comfortable. That was like the question Mr. Budirelli asked me the other oh, day. Oh, now he doesn't feel comfortable. Yeah, he doesn't feel comfortable. Yes. Yeah, so now I don't we feel comfortable. Mr. Budirelli asked me a weird question the other day about another man's genitalia. Gator, you can just get off the air now. No, Mr. Budirelli, that's what happened. So I, I feel as uncomfortable as then. Yeah, and now you know how I feel when you ask me uncomfortable crap. We'll get into that a little later, but we're not talking okay, about that right we now. Didn't. So can you swim? No. Okay, yep, Mr. Budrelli, I think she passed the test. I think you can ask her out now. Thank you, I'm the Gator, and I'll see you later. Alright, all right, and now that uh, Gator has left, by the way, I'm so sorry. I hope he didn't make you uncomfortable at all. A little. <laughs> and that's why I made him uncomfortable. <laughs> By the way, I love that. <laughs> I love that. I know some people are out there going, Vinny, are you mad that she tried to talk about wrestling boots and compare them to ballet shoes? Not at all. Because I get the joke, and I know it may get her uncomfortable. And then Gator's like, well, Mr. Bucciarelli made me uncomfortable. I asked a legit question. You can go fuck yourself. Be nice. <laughs> I'm very nice. That, that, that was me nice. Oh, my God. <laughs> That was be nice. But he did mention, you know, obviously that you did porn or, or still do or whatever it is you're, you're operating with on that. But um, so since he brought that up, we'll just start with that. Um, what ultimately made you decide to go into porn or be a porn star? Like, what was it about it that appealed to you? Um, so it was during the pandemic. Okay. And in tech, we had a hiring freeze. So mind you, I had did stand up comedy for a few years and I rapped. I did music for a few years. So I had an existing fan base that had already been asking me to get on OnlyFans before the pandemic hit. Yeah. So when it hit and I wasn't working and I needed some money, I said, fuck it. Let me just let me just make one. Signed up. Um literally that first weekend I made about nine hundred dollars. Damn. Yeah. I made my rent. So that's all the motivation <laughs> I needed. <laughs> my first three days was a success. So and understand when I made it, I was just uploading pictures. Like, of course, it starts out mild. Yeah. Then you start uploading more of the hardcore stuff and the guys that have been lusting after you and fantasizing after you since high school <laughs> are on there or just people you see like at open mics start adding you. So a lot of my current fan base, it's people that I've known from the past. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of new people, but there's people in high school that will reach out and say, I love your OnlyFans. I'm like, you're on there? <laughs> you? Yeah, I think it was like a year or two ago. I think I might have came across a couple things and I was like, that girl looks familiar. And then I was like, oh my God, it's her. <laughs> so, wait, wait, where? What platform did you see this? I think it was X videos or something. I really? Might, yeah, I might have oh saw God. something there. Oh but like, like, I was like, because I think somebody in the comedy scene like told me, because I've seen some of the material you do, and we'll get to that in a minute. The comedians definitely jack off to me too. Yeah, but I'm saying, because I know you did, you, you talked a lot about, you know, sex and stuff on stage. Yes. But with female comics, I can never tell if it's like, okay, are they are they really like this, or are they just doing this to get the laughs, because you don't know, and well, back that's, then. That's why I got into the porn too, because I was so sick of people like, you don't mean what you're rapping about or what you joke about. I showed them. <laughs> did they know? <laughs> Because the thing is, back then, like, and I know back then, because I, I know we met around around 10 years ago, I would have not been comfortable enough to ask you that question for fear that I would, like, I didn't, because I, I never wanted to sound like I was judgmental. It was just, like, a curiosity thing. Like, do you actually do that kind of stuff? And, and you could either say, yeah, or no, I'm joking, but. No, now it's more acceptable. Exactly. It is. Now everyone's a porn star. Pretty much. I'm very liberal when it comes to the recording of myself. Yes. If there's one thing you're still on the left about, it's that. And I notice this a lot. Whenever we have 
have like you know discussions with people or whenever you post stuff that's like you know serious or political in nature or whatever the number one thing that people try to argue back with you on mm-hmm. is, is they always bring up the fact that you've done porn or you videotape yourself having sex or you take off yeah. your clothes like somehow that's supposed to discredit everything yeah. that you say so uh, I'm gonna let you say what is, what is the misconception that people have about porn stars that sort of stuff that they think is true but isn't true or whatever like what what kind of stuff have you, have you witnessed with that well the thing is i i call it the kim kardashian effect to where people know this one thing that she's done but they discredit all the money she's made or any other thing she's done which i mean it's not it's a lot but <laughs> you don't become a billionaire for one video but if you want to say that then if anything she's the genius and i'm the retard because <laughs> i'm not a multi-millionaire from all my videos she just has one exactly three um but a misconception is for me at least because i don't do this full time like i did during the pandemic the height of the pandemic um some people think i'm just like sukiana showing my tits out in public they think i dress scantily clad (laughs) i'm very very conservative and covered up yes most of the time um so they just think i take it outside of the bedroom and i don't I'm very modest and shy, (laughs) believe it or not. Um, Another misconception is they think we make a lot of money. And I think that's a lot of misconceptions for really any entertainer. Yeah. There's some that make a lot, then there's some that don't. Um, But I definitely make more than than like the average person just starting out that didn't have an existing fan base. Exactly. So yeah, there's a lot, a lot of misconceptions. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that's something I've always noticed. And I learned this when I was working on the regular guy show was that people assume that... You know, like I said, you take it outside the bedroom and, and they really don't. In fact, Ava Devine is the only porn star I know that takes her her craziness out of the bedroom. She's like the only one I know that will have sex with any guy she bumps into, which I'm not judging her for that. I'm just saying most porn stars don't. Like I met Katney Lynn Carter when she was on the show and she was literally like the most nicest, like down to earth normal person like i was scared to talk to her for fear she would think i was a creep which i'm not we think everyone's a creep until proven otherwise exactly <laughs> so i but I, I know like i know that there's so many guys that come up to her and are creepy that i'm like that was my big fear but she made me feel like comfortable enough to speak to her and once i did we were able to have like normal conversations so that's when you kind of learn like and i think it's because you're so used to seeing them on the internet or in the videos and that's intimate setting yeah that you forget that they're normal people and they're not gonna have sex with you when they first meet you and also that's a misconception exactly sleep around exactly and and they don't know that you could be a normal person that can have normal conversations but then once you figure that out so I'm glad I met Katney Lynn Carter because that's when I learned that for the first time yeah keep in mind I was in my 20s so I'm learning like okay they act differently off camera because you hear people talk about you know other people telling you how porn stars are like so you get brainwashed by like and I'll, and I'll just say for lack of a better term like conservative adults that have that misconception as well and so I learned that at a young age you're thinking like oh they just sleep around with anybody and it's like no they're doing it on camera they're making money it's basically acting in a different genre and then once you learn that you can it's easier to for lack of a better term humanize people who work in porn and I was able yeah. to learn that well the thing is porn is the people are regular people you're just seeing something that's supposed to be sacred and intimate on a video that's the only difference. exactly <laughs> And I always say, you never know the librarian or your banker could be a porn star. They might just record from the neck down. So if anything, it's changed my thought process because I'm walking and passing people at the grocery stores or driving in the car. And I'm like, any of these people could be a dominatrix yeah, or 
or a porn star. Like you don't know what kind of bruises they're covering up, what kind of hickeys. So just understand anyone could be doing this, even your own grandma. Exactly. So just think about that because yeah. you see all kinds of ages online. Exactly. Regular humans that are related to you. Exactly. <laughs> it's a rarity, but granny porn does exist. Yeah. And if I still have a fan base, I always say I will do this till the day I die. If I'm making some type of extra money. Yeah. As long as I have my own platform, it's great extra money. Exactly. And you're not harming anybody and it doesn't change the fact that you're still an intelligent person that's yes. able to do a million other things. And we mentioned earlier, you know, about, you know, having the fan base from your stand up. So um, what got you into stand up and what's motivating you to start it up again? Um, so I got into stand up to cope with my kid moving across the country to live with family while I got my life together because I had him when I was 19. So I got into stand up in 2013. Oh my God. I started at Sweetwater. Um, but mind you, I lived across the street. So I, I walked over there. I was like, oh, comedy? Let me let me try to get into that. And it's funny, my first set, I still have it on Facebook. At the end, I was debating if I should get into porn or comedy. And I ended my set with, I'm choosing porn. <laughs> Everyone laughed. <laughs> but you don't know eight years later <laughs> i really got into the porn so that's, that's a funny like ironic joke that i had but yeah i got into comedy just for coping it's great coping you're nervous at first but then once you get on there and make everyone laugh it's very gratifying i've only been booed maybe twice my comedy career <laughs> yeah which is good yeah i got one one was enough <laughs> yeah um, and why I want to get back into it, because now I have an even bigger fan base. And I mean, I can make more money because now I can actually charge people to come see me versus when I did stand up, I didn't make one penny. I probably got a couple free drinks from the bartender <laughs> and free entry into wherever I was performing at. But yeah, I, I never made a penny from stand up. Yeah, have one pay gig. Never. I was just happy to be there. Even if I had like a, a 10 minute set, I I'm like, I'm just happy to be here. Okay. It, it was coping. Now, yeah. if anything, I I can't wait to talk about the journey I've been on, just giving people tips, how to get into software development. So it's almost like I want to use my powers for good and be some type of motivational speaker. I yeah. actually want to do my standups like a TED talk. I want it to be like a lecture, but I'm going to make you laugh. I can make you sad. I can make you horny. It's an, like the, when I talk, it's an, it's an emotional roller coaster. You don't know what you're going to get, but you're going <laughs> to get some laughs out. You might get hard. Yeah. I'm going to make you think. <laughs> So I just, that's what I want to be known for. Just like she can talk about anything. So basically you're going to get blood running to the brain and the penis at the same time. Yes. And butt. Yes. <laughs> and fingertips just everywhere. All, all righty. Sounds good. <laughs> so, uh, and I know you mentioned um, before, I think it was like um, earlier when you got here, you were talking about this. Like you rarely told the same joke more than once. Yeah. I never had the same set twice because like I said, it was coping. So I would mix in a few of like, what is it? The heavy hitters, like the, the ones, you know, people are going to laugh. Yeah. Um, But that would change from month to month or, you know, you gotta have stuff in your back pocket, but I would just go on there, talk about my day. Because nine to five, I worked in IT. And then at night, I was a stand-up comic. So it was kind of like I'm Hannah Montana. And I'm still kind of like Hannah Montana living a double life. Yeah. So I work in IT. And then at night, I have a different 
you know, hobby. Awesome. <laughs> and I saw like a couple of it. I remember there was one video I caught where, and I thought it was hilarious, just for the simple fact that no one ever talked about it, where you said that um, you used to get uninvited to slumber parties for wetting the bed. Now you get invited for wetting the bed. That was another one-off joke. Yeah. <laughs> I only told that joke once. <laughs> <laughs> but, I should probably bring it back. Yeah, and it was something that you know, because obviously, like it's something I didn't think about. You know, you don't think about until somebody says it. But I was like, oh my god, that's a valid point. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was before I got into porn, so I was always freaky, horny in my twenties. Yeah. <laughs> Hormones just rushing. Exactly. Like, and again, it was one of those things where at the time I couldn't tell, like, is this really her or is this the character? And I think, oh, no. and obviously if we anything, now know I was now. Sleeping around more when I wasn't a porn star <laughs> than when I did porn. Now I'm now I'm a nun. Oh yeah. I'm an old lady nun compared to my twenties. Yeah. <laughs> Got it all out of your system. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. 15 year run. That was not a bad run. Not a bad run. <laughs> I will say that. Definitely. And, uh, but yeah, I definitely look forward to seeing uh, more of your stand up. Absolutely. Cause you, that's the thing. You were always funny when you were up there. And it was one of those things where, like, we had no idea what you were going to say next. Yeah. I actually want to hire you as one of my writers. I'd be honored. I would love that. Because one thing I want to try out, I love dry humor. Yeah. But also, since I wear the glasses sometimes, I'm nerdy and awkward. Like, that's like. Not like a gimmick, but that's like a character I can play. I, I want to try out different characters. Yeah. Right? So I think there's a lot that we can do with it. Oh, totally. My bigger fan base. Absolutely. Um, so I'm very excited to get this going. Yes. And of course, you mentioned before that you were also a rapper as well. So yeah. what made you want to be a rapper and uh, what made you stop? Oh, great question. This is um, something I talk about a lot. Um, so what made me want to be one, I'm from Atlanta, okay. so you can't escape it. And I'm black, <laughs> believe it or not. So that's like the ultimate, you know, anyone can do it. Um, I started writing um, rhymes when I was 15. Started shooting music videos and editing them when I was 16, 17. Um, but it was other people's songs that I would make music videos for. And then after doing stand-up for a few years, I think, what, 2016, 2017, that's when I started to rap professionally. Because I was like, comedy's not getting me anywhere. I'm sick of people roasting me. So let me get some respect. And then I got into rap and then it's so funny. The comedians respected me and thought I was cool. The other rappers are like, who the fuck is this girl? Get her out of here. <laughs> Some people took me under their wing, but mind you, it's very male dominated. I think any industry just about for the most part, the yeah. entire world is male dominated because women just started working. What? 30 years ago, uh, <laughs> 40 years ago, we just started working. I would say like around the eighties was right around yeah. when women were World really, yeah, other than World War II, because that because that was mandatory. Because yeah. back then the men went to war, yeah. so the women had to get jobs to make the world run. That's also where that movie A League of Their Own came out. They had some women that formed a, a baseball league for women just mm -hmm. to provide entertainment in yeah. the states because most of the men went off to war. So yeah, so in rap, like I said, it's male dominated. So as a woman, I'm not getting any respect because it's really funny. They want you to do casting couch stuff. Oh, God. Right. Give head, sleep around. But I was the kind of person I always had my own money. I paid for my beats. I paid for photo shoots. I paid for everything. I did everything myself. I wasn't willing to sleep my way to the top because, mind you, even if you do sleep your way to the top, you're going to get disrespected. So regardless, 
a woman in that environment loses. Yeah. Right. So the ultimate reason why I stopped was because I was sick of wasting thousands of dollars a year and getting nowhere because the gatekeepers are for real. It's very much gatekept. That's why you only know of these top rappers or you know of these one-offs where they did a distribution deal or they did a remix. And I don't like... If there's no healthy competition, then I don't want to be a part of it because it's gatekept at every level. So <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm not going to become bigger than Cardi B because mind you, I was doing this before Cardi B was famous. Yeah. Before she even came up with Bodak Yellow. Um, the only female rappers we had at the time was Nicki Minaj. Yeah. Right. But she got backed by lots of people, Young Money, Lil Wayne. And also, I always had lots of goals. I'm a serial entrepreneur, so I never want to do just one thing. Yeah, that's why my resume is very, very long with lots of different hobbies, lots of different things. So there's no money in it. So that's why I didn't do it. I wasn't willing to work very, very hard getting people to be okay with my voice. Um, because mind you, I don't sound like the typical rapper. I sound very proper. And the audience that I would have to go to, which is white and Asians, I didn't want to be known for that. If anything, I want them to introduce myself to the whites and the Asians as like a nerdy girl. Exactly. Someone intelligent. <laughs> yes. And I and I did notice that because I, I did manage to find like one or two songs. One you were a feature on. The other one was actual one that you did. And, you know, some of it was, was very good. Like it was a good song. And then, you know, you talk about being nerdy. And I could tell from some of the lines like, oh, yeah, this is definitely a nerdy side. Which, I, which I'll admit when I first clicked on the video, it was uh, the BBC one. Oh, yeah. That's the love. Yes. Well, you, you had it as unlisted, but I saved it a long time ago. So I have the link. So as long as you have the link, you can see it. That's so cool. That's my first like professional music video. Yes, I remember because I remember. Well, I know you uh, advertised that's it on actually, Facebook. That's how I got into porn. After shooting this video, months later, I made the OnlyFans. Okay. Because I'm in the bathtub. I yeah. We have an X-rated version of this, so I was gonna become a porn star rapper where I have a dirty music video for every clean one. Yes. Yeah. So I tried doing that, but again, it takes a lot of money, a lot of time, and also I'm very insecure. Believe it or not yeah i have body dysmorphia right so and it's not even with my body i think my body's fine it's more so i don't like how my face looks kind of like post malone he got a bunch of face tattoos because he yeah. didn't like his face but understand people would be like oh you look great you look fine but it's the eye of the beholder i'm the beholder i have to like what my eyes see and the thing is you're absolutely right about that because that's something i never understood like, there are some cases where people are like you know you have all the people in the world telling you that you're beautiful you look great the way you do which and i'll add myself to the list you are i'm yeah. not gonna lie and say i'm not gonna pretend that you're not beautiful you definitely are you know for sure but no matter how that way all the time oh, exactly but i'm just saying it no matter me yes because i know no matter how many times i say that to you your brain is gonna mess with you and yeah. i'm the same way like for example i grew out a beard because you told me i yeah, might look good with actually this starting to look hot okay see <laughs> That's the thing. The fact that you say this is hot is the only reason it's staying. Just to be clear on that. Yeah, no, Cuz I look at on how to Yeah. Cuz I look at this and I think I look 
horrible with this. You look great. So it's a change. Step out of your comfort zone. Exactly. Like, but I was brutally honest. Like, like after we did No Hood Rats Allowed and I had that other recording, we were doing a Zoom video with it. They saw the beard and they're all eyes are back and they're like, they're like, dude, why do you do that? I said, I said, this girl thought that I would look good with facial hair and they're like, you don't. And I'm like, fuck you guys. Did men tell you this or did other women tell you this? Well, they were dudes. I didn't care about their opinion. Yeah. So don't let <laughs> dudes tell you. No, no, no. Because no. they're going to be jealous. Like, oh, exactly. Keep them away from the girls. No, yeah. The girls are going to flock to you. It's almost no shave November. Yeah. You're going to be put on a scarf. The ladies are going to be all over you. But yeah, but that's why I would tell people like, they're like, dude, I've never seen you with a beard before. I said, a girl thought I would look hot with a beard. That was all I needed well, to hear. Making you look more mature. Okay. Like police officer, mature and alpha male. All right. That's what it's making you look like. Okay. Versus a baby face. You don't want to be a grown man with a baby face. That's that's true. And here's the thing. I know you're being honest with me right yeah. now. Yeah. Because that, that's why I, I also value this because I know if this looked bad, you would tell me, I feel like. You would tell me if this didn't look good. As soon as you said the word, this looks hot, this is not going no, anywhere. When he came to the car and it was a little grown out and thicker and I can see that it's red, I'm like, whoa, he looks great. All right. So... <laughs> That was all I needed to hear, ladies and gentlemen. And um, speaking of uh, No Hood Rats Allowed, uh, I got to ask. Obviously, I love doing the show with you. I look forward to doing more in the future. But <laughs> how did this concept come about? So I call it No Hood Rats Allowed because even with my stand-up, even with my rap, I love the shock value, right? I'm very much a shock value kind of person. So I notice in Twitter spaces, if I was referring to a specific type of woman and like, why do they act this way? I would call them a hood rat. And in Twitter spaces, that makes certain groups of people get upset. So I'm like, oh, so this is getting some traction. This is good. This is funny. <laughs> so yeah. So if I say no hood rats allowed, the hood rats would be like, hey, how come we're not allowed? Why can't we sit with you? Yeah. So it's like in my community, in my my culture the hood rats are taking over and representing the country so my thing is no hood rats allowed you can't sit with us i mean unless you want to hear what we have to talk about and how to change but essentially a hood rat to me is an impoverished liberal okay if we know about people in poverty or liberals they're unhinged they don't know how to act in public they think based off their feelings and not stats and information so that's what a hood rat to me is not what they think a uh, ghetto black woman that's a form of a hood rat yes but all liberals to me are hood rats even if i see a crazy white man acting crazy on youtube i'm like oh that's a hood rat okay so he's a liberal protesting for pedophilia exactly <laughs> that's hood rat behavior to me so you have a different definition absolutely yes and that's why i always try to define it every episode just so i think it's a cool concept um it's no hood rats allowed and i love it's n h r a it's like n r a yeah add an h is uh yeah absolutely <laughs> In fact, I, and I was actually, because I think somebody I know, um, this guy I used to work for, actually, um, he caught a little bit of the episode and, and actually asked Which me one? about it. The one that we did. The live the live one we did. We've done a few. Yeah, we did one that was live and one that was taped. Oh, the live one? The, the last one when I came to your house. We did that one live because the second episode we did, we taped that. So that did, that hasn't aired because um, we taped that in advance. But the third one, we were live on, on the channels. Yes. So we happened to check that out. And the he was- on the Freedom Review, right? That was a sound of freedom review and a few other things. <laughs> and he asked me about it because I he, I had borrowed some camera equipment from him for that film project I told you that I did earlier this month. So, well, he needed his equipment back because he had something he needed to do and he's willing to let me borrow it again, obviously. Yeah. That's, that's a little side note. So I go to return his stuff and he said, hey, um, who's the girl you were in the video with? And I... <laughs> She's my beard handler. Yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> so yeah, so I told him a little bit about the story and what No Hood Rats Allowed was about, and he was intrigued. He liked the story. Maybe we can get some funding. I I didn't know people would be intrigued by this. Yeah. Good. I mean, yeah, I'd say he definitely um Let's he keep going. He was yeah he was very much interested because he he follows the stuff that I do because you know even you know we parted on good terms when I when I left the company so everything was cool between me and him but he just really was curious about it because he I told him what the hood rat concept was about and I told him about um the other project you're working on that I obviously want to jump into but real quick there was one question I skipped and I just want to it, it doesn't have to be a long answer just curious um how come we can't find the music that you did I noticed I tried to go to like your SoundCloud to maybe listen to a couple and other than the video I got here i noticed they were all taken down is there a reason yeah i took it down i think because i used to go by a different name on there and i kind of want to come back out with some songs but as goth baddie okay yeah and also because i didn't want anyone stealing concepts or bars so okay yeah <laughs> no, that, no that makes sense perfect sense <laughs> i get that i'm not focused on it right now okay that makes sense and i know we talked about this briefly when we did the uh sound of uh freedom review which that's going to come out uh, a little later but um one thing that we talked about at the end of it we were going to collaborate on was you're working on a documentary it's called from left to right left to right yeah and it talks the story about um you know you going from being a liberal to conservative yeah. and talking about other people that are making the same uh change so um i guess the question on I, I need to ask is what made you ultimately decide to go from left to right? What what made you decide to go from being like I said when we met ten years ago you were very much a liberal. Now today you're uh, you're very much conservative. So yes. how did this change finally happen? So I've been on this journey for decades because okay. another channel I have is called Leaving Blackistan and some of the black community the black conservatives we call it blackistan and it sounds just like how it sounds it's literally a war zone there's brainwashing it's a cult right it, with specifically in the liberal black community it's a cult you're brainwashed to thinking okay you're supposed to live off the government the white man is bad there's certain cool white people you're taught that it's okay to be impoverished all these bad things that we make fun of as conservatives you're actually taught that this is good and okay right yeah meeting a bunch of people that hate you and just angry towards you upon first meeting them like this is normal <laughs> in, in Pakistan <laughs> always mean mugging angry and mind you I'm a sweet voice sweetheart kind of person so just being lost in that I was just always the black sheep I would always stand up if I saw corruption, so I'm a muckraker, they don't like that. <laughs> they don't like none of that. So I've just, I was on this journey to get out of Blackistan, didn't even realize I was on that journey. Last couple of years, I came across YouTubers and I really love that these conversations are being had publicly. Whereas like they would say these conversations were behind closed doors. Now there's live streams and public platforms where people are having these conversations and I'm so happy. Just talking about the dangers of the liberal black community. One thing, they're not even addressing that it's specifically liberals. Like, I'm unlocking this myself. Yeah. There's a group of black women that are like, you don't date black men, stay away from them, don't have black children. Like, that's how bad it is. But that's very extreme to get out of Blackistan. But it's no, you need to vet, have boundaries, standards, expectations. Don't exactly. be all wild and crazy having children with just anyone. <laughs> right? Yeah. There, it's a lot to it. I can't possibly say it in like the next 30 seconds, but there's a lot to it. It's not healthy it's not vegan like i always say it's just a lot of 
bad and sad stuff. And then when now that I'm out of the matrix, I'm out of Blackistan and I go back and look, my people actually glorify that stuff. That's why we review the rap songs. Um, I want to start reviewing movies, which are like the hood cult classics. Like yeah. they love profiting off of and making other people feel bad and other black people feel bad of the oppression. Like we talked about the slavery. Yeah. They love the oppression. They love all the bad stuff. Like they glorify it. We listen to the rap songs. Exactly. It's just very fucked up. Nothing makes sense. That's Pakistan. Yeah. That's liberal Pakistan. Yeah. And what makes it even crazier is, and I'll, and just to kind of throw in another twist on here is, and I notice it a lot with uh, mostly, you know, liberals that are white. I've noticed this is that when you have someone, someone like you that thinks differently or like, let's say something happens and that they think this is supposed to be offensive for black people and the white liberals are out there yelling and screaming because they're the most vocal. Not that black people don't get offended, but I've learned the that they're the most vocal. <laughs> they're the most vocal. But I'm saying that if you're sitting there going, well, this doesn't offend me this doesn't bother me it doesn't affect my daily life they're mad at you for not being outraged yeah like liberals want to tell black people how to think how to feel and what's wrong supremacy and jim crow exactly and it's (laughs) stupid because it's like if it didn't offend you then okay fine it didn't offend you but like i I think it's because they know if it if black people aren't offended by something that they're offended by then it makes them look stupid for yelling they don't want to look stupid for yelling so they get mad at you for not allowing them to be outraged over something that they shouldn't be outraged about yeah well they have a whole movement and there's a lot of money in the the black liberal oppression that they don't want to miss out on. Like they're making money off of this. Totally. (laughs) And the sad thing is, I don't feel like it's a lot. If people did things the right way, good way, employed people, did things right, everyone's happy. I figure we would be stronger as a country, not three more trillion dollars in debt thanks to uh, Jim Crow Joe. Exactly. That's a good nickname. Yeah, we call him Jim Crow Joe. Oh, I've been calling him Sleepy Creepy Joe for the last few years, no, but that's a better he's name. Sleepy. He's upholding Jim Crow. Okay, that's... <laughs> no, no, I'm saying that is a way better name than what I've been doing. That wow. is better. I might I might, I might, might use that next time, <laughs> if that's cool with you. No, it's not mine. I don't own it. Oh, okay. Yet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, in addition to No Hood Rats Allowed and the Left or Right documentary, one other thing that you and I have gotten, we've had a lot of fun with, is um, the late night Twitter spaces being up to like four or five in the damn morning see for me it's not a big deal because especially if i'm listening because i'm usually editing a podcast during that time on tuesdays and wednesday nights so i'll really be editing sometimes while that's why a lot of times if i'm on there clicking last time i know i felt bad i know i I didn't realize the key i forget sometimes the keyboard's like dude though i didn't realize it was you clicking i thought it was the other dude for like the first 30 minutes (laughs) i was i'm relieved i did that and then of course like because the thing is we've been on those twitter spaces and we see the some people that are like cool to talk to and we had that creepy dude on the last one so the thing is i actually started having these conversations in twitter spaces before i realized i was a lost liberal yeah i've been having these conversations on twitter spaces since 2021 okay right and now that's one thing i do want to turn into a show one thing i notice other people what they do is they have their talking points they go to twitter spaces to show you here are actual live people speaking sounding crazy right yeah it's like free information it's public it's just it's public stuff it's not like copyrighted stuff this is live people speaking on their opinions and their topics and you're like oh that's who i need to stay away from these are the type of people that we be talking about yeah pull right up and you let them talk and they sound crazy like that dude we were just letting him talk 
Yes. You let them talk, the craziness really comes out. Like he contradicted himself at every turn. And it was one of those things where what was awkward about the guy the most for me was, first of all, I said, this dude's thirsty as hell. Mm -hmm. Like there's something clearly wrong with this dude. But he'd be one minute, he'd be talking all insecure, like mm -hmm. feeling sorry for himself, beating himself up. Here you are being encouraging. I'm throwing in whatever I can throw in. And then this, even this other guy came in, like trying to be nice to him. But you notice as soon as you start to get somewhere with him, he would immediately flip the script. Yeah. And try to, oh, this has been my plan the whole time. I'm spitting game. He thought that he was doing psychological stuff on us, but we're the one that sees that he has the psychological problems. Yes. <laughs> Like he immediately, it's, it's, like, it's like one of those things where he, I think, and this, and, and I, again, I'm not, I'm not an expert therapist, but I've watched enough therapy and psychology, like TV shows to understand. So we can call ourselves therapists. I don't have a degree, but I have common sense. That makes us therapists. Mm -hmm. uh, so we have common sense. So I'm looking at this guy and I'm like, okay, this it's one of those things where the second he's in a position where he's about to get really vulnerable, he flips the script. And I know that just as a very bad for him. Yeah. And that's a guy thing. Cause guys, that is our thing that we deal with the most is a lot a lot of us are afraid to be open like hell if you saw the i think one of the best examples was um and i'm not going to go too deep into this i'll say it briefly when i was watching AEW and doing the recap mjf was doing what what they call in rest a face turn which means he was a bad guy wrestler for most of his career and he's now turning into a good guy yeah and one of the key things that you do when you're going from being a villain to a hero in wrestling is you have that one promo that you cut that doesn't basically it's where you are repenting for every bad thing you've ever done okay. and he cut this thing where he talks about how like he has a rejection disorder where rejection's not good for him it bottles him up he was bullied a lot so he felt you know if I was gonna survive and not just in wrestling but in the world I had to be an asshole but then I realized I was becoming the person that I hated you know the people that bullied me I became that same asshole and he said and I did it because I was afraid but I'm not afraid anymore and I'm damn near crying there's a wrestling promo and I'm damn near crying because he's so fucking good and he goes Ladies and gentlemen, I'm a scumbag. I'm not going to change overnight, but I'm ready to be your scumbag. And the crowd goes nuts. And, and you hear an arena full of people chanting, he's our scumbag. Oh, how sweet. And he has that moment where, like, he finally learned to be a better person. Yeah. And it was such a killer fucking promo. But I'm just saying, like, he was now being open. And that's the thing. That's why a lot of guys turn on the macho attitude because they don't want to be vulnerable. But it makes you look even more weak if we know that you're not macho. Exactly. <laughs> But they don't get that concept. That's why a lot of times, like, even, like, in households and stuff, back in the days when, like, you know, like, like, in traditional families, the only person that ever saw the man vulnerable was his wife. And it was always when it was just the two of them in the room. If the kids were there, they didn't see it. If neighbors were there, they didn't see it. If the guy turned on that macho attitude, the wife just went with it because she understood the reasoning. Mm -hmm. But it was always the wife was the only one that ever understood the husband's vulnerability. That's why if you ever watch like sitcoms and stuff like that 70s show or all in the family with like the Archie Bunker or Red Foreman, you know, they're walking around going dumbass or I killed somebody in Vietnam or whatever the fuck. Anytime they had an emotional moment, it was always when it's him and the wife in the room when it was just Archie and Edith when it was just Red and Kitty because they were the only people they would be vulnerable around was the wife that sounds like real man stuff it like, was but liberals they're they're vulnerable at the grocery store <laughs> in the parking lot at the school 
Yes. Every, the doctor everywhere. Yes, they but give their emotions out. Yes. <laughs> the difference is Archie and Red got them out because they were frustrated with a bad day of work or they were crying or whatever. Liberals get emotional when you oh, they go to TikTok. They go to TikTok or like if you don't have their ice cream on sale, they get mad about that shit. No, I'll just go to the or, Publix. Or I can't believe he called me sir. Mm. Oh God, I don't want to hear this. I saw a TikTok video where somebody had went on a rant because the guy said yeah. sir and I'm well, just like. Well, they're trying to get rid of sir and ma'am. Like, I know. One person was like, I think it was Candace Owens. I'm not going to change the way that I learned English for you. Exactly. He, she, we learned that and how to do sentences with them. They're changing up English. Yeah. Sentence structures. Exactly. And we're not, no. Maybe you can brainwash some of the children that are infants right now, later, but right now, no. And it's really up to us to make sure the children in the future don't have to deal with this shit. Exactly. <laughs> and getting rid of sir or ma'am is, I can't speak for or the North. Like you guys, like these are like typical, like American like yeah. English terminology. Yeah. Everything get rid of the word dude. It's like, you know, I'm sorry. I saw the movie they're Good gonna, Burger. They're gonna erase mommy and daddy. Yeah, they're trying to do that. They were saying uh, God uh, had two sons or he had a son and a daughter. Like they're changing up everything. Yes. They're calling Jesus they. Oh God, I hate that. They're changing up literally everything. Then then, then it's going to be the animals. I, I kind of wish they would have practiced this on the animals. <laughs> Sorry. This straight to the children and Look, humans. The he, she thing, I can work around that. I can't use the word they if there's one For person sure. standing there. There's like a lot of them. It's like 30 plus 50. Plus the thing is like getting rid of those. I'm like, I'm sorry. When I was growing up, that's how I was raised. Yeah. You know, it's hard coded. Yeah. Yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Like yeah. some women don't like the word ma'am. This isn't even a, a liberal thing. It, this is like everything. Some people, some people get mad when you say ma'am because it makes them feel old. And I'm like, look, well, it's too formal for me. But you also have to understand that if a, like, if someone your son's age comes up to you, if they were, depending on how they were raised, they're going to address you as ma'am. And, and it might bother you, but I'm just telling you, you got to yeah. check that because kids do need to learn that type of respect. So when they're calling you ma'am, they're saying respect. They're being respectful to you or saying Mrs. You know, Mrs. Batty, yes. uh, which I'm saying because I'm not going to say the name on here. I'm being polite. But yeah. Miss, Miss, they, they say Mrs. Batty. Like, that's how they were taught. You know, it's, it's like, it's, like I, if I didn't say ma'am to a girl when I was young, my dad beat the crap out of me. So, like, I'm sorry. You're getting called ma'am. I still have that syndrome in my head. I still have PTSD from that. So I'm going, I'm going to call somebody ma'am. Like, obviously, I'm not going to call you ma'am because we're, we're in the same age group. Yeah. So I wouldn't say that to you. But someone like older, like if I, like if I met your mom or something, I would say ma'am because that's just how I am. So obviously, like I said, we have some crazy stuff about Twitter spaces. Um, what do you love the most about them? I love Twitter spaces because you can reach people, talk to people. I actually want to practice my stand-up on Twitter spaces. So I just don't have to deal with driving or the creepy dudes. Um, really, if I did do open mics, I would have to have someone escort me to my car, like almost like a stripper type shit. Yeah. Understand I'm from Georgia. I know a lot of people here. Even when we went to see Sound of Freedom, there was someone at the movies that recognized me that messaged me a few days later. Hey, did I see you at the movies? Yeah. <laughs> I cannot go anywhere without someone <laughs> noticing me. Yeah. So I could be a good thing or a bad thing but yeah after doing all these hobbies and working at all these jobs i know way too many people 
Yeah, <laughs> I know. And, and that's the crazy part when like people recognize you out in public. It can be exciting or it can be jarring depending on the situation. Like obviously that because I remember I saw the guy on Twitter. He was saying something about how he was he wanted to say hi, but he didn't know for sure if it was you. And he yes. thought and he got nervous. Uh, yeah, people which, are nervous. Yeah, I think that's kind of it. Because you always know about what's the person really like in person? Like, are they going to be friendly? Are they going to be approachable? Or are they going to bite your head off? And you sometimes people don't know. Depends on what you get. You yeah. Get anything. For me, it depends on what you say to me when you come up to me. Mostly I'll be like awkward and shy and just say hi, look down. I'm very shy. Yeah. Very, very shy. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not. Yeah. And I get that because sometimes like people are, are a lot different when there's a camera in front of them and stuff like that. Like, I know I'm like that. Like, I'm not very talkative, but then you put a microphone in front of me oh, yeah, and I'm I can not say whatever. I'm not shy at all. Yeah. I'm not camera shy either. I'm but microphone shy. I'm ready yeah, to get it. Absolutely. Like, I, I we're able to talk right here. And then as soon as the microphone's off, it's kind of like a uh, shy, awkward. It gets back to that point. For entertainers. Yes. That's it. We're the most shy, awkward but sweet and intelligent people. Yeah. And like somehow the entertainment side is like a shield that we have and it like makes us comfortable to yeah. say what we say and do what we do. And um, I only got two more questions right here, but one I really want to ask is you were talking before about, you know, going into IT and software. So other than money, what made you decide to go into software QA? Was there anything else that appealed to you in that regard? Um, I really love the fact that you can get into that industry with no degree. Okay. And if you do have a degree, it's really degrees to me are just like, tickets like hey i have this degree give me more money it's really like a life coupon okay because <laughs> mind you it's been 10 years i've been getting all of these jobs even turned down a role that i landed at georgia tech so if a girl can get a job at georgia tech and mind you i was only four years in i was only four or five years into my tech career so that's like mid right out of entry level going into mid-level career if i can do that that's like Come on, I, I'm very much the exception to the rules. Yes. I have great testimony. That's why I'm really excited to get back into stand-up. And I just want to motivate people. A lot of people come up to me well, online and say, you've motivated me to go back to school. I'm studying cybersecurity. I've learned a computing language. Like, I'm really changing people's lives out here. Yeah. People wake up and jack off to me. <laughs> Some people are in cybersecurity courses right now because of me. Some people might laugh because they had a bad day. So I just want to change lives lives make people happy and use my powers for good i can't be a tim ballard but i can be a goth baddie yes <laughs> and uh we've already got a tim ballard so i i say we need a goth baddie yes. most definitely yes, and i can't wait to see like 40 years from now all the lives that i changed and money that i give back i want to start foundations and all kinds of stuff just stuff that's not already out there there's already homeless shelters there's already this and that if anything people need to be taught if it was up to me i would have free tech courses Teach people how to fish. Don't just give them the fish. Exactly. Like food banks, shelters, you're just giving them stuff. No, teach them how to go get some money and be self-sufficient. No one's doing that because there's money in the medicine, basically. There's money in keeping people sick mentally yeah. and physically. And I'm not for that at all. Neither am I. And I and I agree. Like, being more self-sufficient is a key thing. Yeah. Because that's why, like, you know, everybody talks about wanting free shit or the government to pay for everything. And, you know, in some cases I can see that. And, it, you know, it sounds good on paper. But this is the thing that people don't understand. And I've learned this in my lifetime. When you become dependent on a person, a place, or a thing, that person person place or thing owns you yeah because and it can be generational yes like it was up to me to break my generational curse yeah right and also going from left to right i've cured my depression i was diagnosed with severe depression many suicide attempts 
Yes. And I found out how to cope with it with entertainment, music, porn, comedy, and then still lost in this world. I found out how to cure my depression by simply getting away from stupid people. I swear to God, it might sound funny, but I haven't seen a therapist. I haven't taken one depression pill. But mind you, my mother, who's still a liberal, Zoloft, a mute, basically doesn't share any of her feelings. She's a complete opposite of me. I'm like out there ready to entertain jazz hands. She is very reserved, shy, like quiet, like reflection of like the 1950s and 60s. That's my mother. Wow. So like be seen, not heard. Wow. And she grew up in an orphanage. She was adopted. Okay. So she has a lot of childhood trauma that she has. And that's what makes me the black sheep in my family. I'm the only entertainer. Other than my cousin David. And he has a clothing line. So he's, there's a couple of us. But for the most part, my mom thinks I should just work nine to five, be in the house by 6 p.m. And just be that type of citizen, like a robot citizen. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of parents are like that, yeah. you know, so that, and that's kind of, um, you know, the, the difficult thing, especially when you're in entertainment. But sometimes like, you know, and I heard Steve Hart Harvey say this was that he said you know if you feel like there's more to your life than it is believe that it is yes. if that robotic life is good for you okay yes, but if people it's like that go be yeah. a robot yeah it's like you know if but but if that's not what you want to do if that's not who you want to be that life is not going to be fun for you fine and then you need to find out what that is like i couldn't do that like i can't imagine not entertaining i can't imagine not doing it i mean i now granted my entertainment career went places i never thought it would go yeah like when you tell me about you are the regular guys you got fans you got all kinds of stuff i'm like whoa you've had a decent career yourself i didn't see that coming in fact i was in, in fact when you when I met, I was in the thick of that. I was actually I didn't even know. Yeah, I was in that. In fact, I, and it was like now, granted, 2013 overall, I considered was like the worst year of my life. Mine but too. it was the worst year of my life because too. because oh even God. even though I was on the radio, there was a lot of drama behind the scenes. So there yeah. were times where I I almost quit the show, but my mother talked me out of it. Um, and it was a good thing she did because I lasted another year before I was like, go. It's good for your resume. It was great for my resume. Always stick, I always tell people stick around because. In the future, you are going to be away from those people, but your resume will always show you were there yeah. for a year or two, and that will well, help you get more opportunities down the line. Yeah. Well, I was there for four, so that was oh. even better. I was there from 2010, <laughs> oh so, awesome. so I, I was there from September 2010 to December 2014. Wow. But um, when I was there, like obviously I get along great with all the regular guys today, so I don't want to seem like there's nothing bad. Like Larry was my mentor. I still I'm still good friends with him. Southside Steve, Eric Von Hessler, Tim Andrews. I still get along with all those guys. Mm -hmm. It's just during that time period there was a lot of drama behind the scenes of course. so i'm saying I, so I don't want people to think y'all were the spice girls There's yes some drama behind yes me. there was a yeah there, your boy band exactly so it was like you know but it's not i don't want anybody to think that because i'm saying it was bad then that there's anything bad now i still get along great with all those guys and i owe them my career basically yeah but this, so there was some good moments there. But then I also had um I had a dog that died. I had my grandma died at the end of the year. I had a girlfriend that broke up with me. That fucked with my life. I had three TV pilots that didn't go anywhere. So 2013 was a shit year for me. Like really a shit fucking year. Um, it's Mine was the best and the worst year of my life. Yeah. When I got into tech, but also that's when I got into comedy, and also that's yeah. when I took like 20 pills, tried to take my life. So the beginning of the year started out with the 20 pills because I had placed my daughter for adoption. My son moved across the country and then I moved to Gwinnett again and then I found Sweetwater and I started doing stand up. I think it was like April or May of 2013. Then by the end of the year, I landed my first tech job. 
So that year proved to me that it can completely change your life in one year. Exactly. <laughs> so then I've just been on this this journey. I'm studying cybersecurity now, learning penetration testing. Now 10 years under my belt with tech, um, can get a job just about anywhere. Yeah. Work for major corporations. And then again, the depression is gone. Yeah. So like I just think- 10 years can completely change our life. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like obviously my life is, is, is great now. Um, and- you have a car, you have a place to live, you have food. Yes. Bare minimum, which is good. Exactly. I always tell myself, as long as I have that, I'm fine. Because I've had periods where I didn't have all three. No, exactly. (laughs) I hear you. Yeah. And and it's scary because one of those things where every time I feel like, um, you know, financially, I'm going to be in trouble. Some big opportunity comes my way. I've always I've I've learned that throughout. There's a lot of other times where every time I thought I wasn't going to make the rent, something happened and boom, I made it. So another thing we have in common. That's great. Yeah, I know. We have so much faith in God. It really is. We might not go to church, but the faith is there. God knows our yes, heart. Yes, exactly. And yeah, it's great. I'm even thinking about 10 years from now, just being consistent and like where my life could possibly be. It's just very exciting. Yes, because that was a question I was going to ask. I, I don't know if we covered it or not, but I was going to say, what can we expect from Goth Batty in the future? Um, So I don't want to hang up the adult videos because you know there's low vibrational people that want to see that of course so i'll put it out there for them it's it's good extra money but i want to continue building my fan base so then i can work on docuseries working on getting more revenue so i can hire writers i'm hiring a whole team i need a team of animators writers everything organizers because i do want to go do public speaking motivational speaking but in a form of a ted talk stand up like i i want to go to middle schools and tell the girls love yourself <laughs> like stuff like that but yeah actually tell them actual tips because we've seen all those people come to our schools and nothing nothing really people don't learn until it's like really happening to them years down the line yeah right so i really want to do animations and docuseries and captivate people through cartoons basically just educating people but also i can make them laugh make them cry so yeah and i still entertain that's what i want to do absolutely (laughs) and this ladies and gentlemen is the one and only goth batty i'm so excited that she came into the studio today and let me tell you something we've got a lot of great projects coming your guys's way so we are very much looking forward to it i'm looking forward to helping out with the documentary left to right uh all the other skits and collaborations we're going to be doing and of course um no harats allowed i'm always enjoy doing that so uh before we officially wrap up where can people find you on social media just search goth baddie one word um on google g-o-t-h-b-a-t-t-y one word you'll find anything you need to know absolutely and uh make sure you guys follow the booch cast we are on anchor spotify google podcast iHeartRadio. pick your favorite hosting site and follow us there or be a super fan and follow us on all four hosting sites also you can like us on facebook go to facebook.com slash the booch cast we have archived episodes of the show as well as great content you can follow us on twitter and instagram at the booch cast get the latest tweets photos and videos visit our youtube channel check out all of our youtube content and be sure to hit the subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified when future content will be posted. Uh, I did have a video with Goth Batty that will be coming out uh, at a later date. I got to get all the episodes together first, but we did a Dark Side of Comedy episode where we uh, talked about Roseanne Barr, so be on the lookout for that coming soon. That's going to be a lot of fun. And of course, as I mentioned before, Goth Batty will definitely be back on the show for more stuff. Uh, we got, let's just say we got some election plans we're working on. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yes, we're, I'm trying to get actual people to go from left to right too with my testimony. Yes. And of course, you can follow us on Twitch. Go to Twitch tv slash the boochcast you know we got our live wrestling watch parties up there our next watch party will be i believe saturday november the 25th 
for WWE Survivor Series. So make sure you check that out. I'm going to try to see if I can get the team to put something together because obviously I will be in Winston-Salem, North Carolina on the 24th and 25th. I'll be there with Buff Bagwell for WrestleCade. So make sure you guys join us uh, down there if you're in the North Carolina area. But if you're not, you're going to watch the Survivor Series. Go check it out. And uh, of course, the Twitch team, uh, we're going to have something put together for that. But join us for that. And also, we have our live D&D show coming soon, our Boochcast booking battle, another special project in the works. And of course, support the Boochcast. You can go to podcasters.spotify.com slash pod slash show slash the Boochcast slash support. Become a supporter of the Boochcast. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. We have three levels you can donate at. Pick the one that works the best within your budget. We have our first level, which is 99 cents. That's $1 per month. Second level is $4.99, $5 per month. And we got the third level, which is just a mere $9.99, $10 per month. You can pay with a credit card or with GPay. And the best part is, all the money we raise goes back into the show in some capacity. We used to upgrade our equipment, bring in bigger name guests, pay the bills, and take care of all the guys who work very hard on the air and off the air to make the Boochcast a success. So if you got a favorite co-host and believes they're to be paid for their hard work, podcasters.spotify.com slash pod slash show slash the Boochcast slash support is how you make that happen. And until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, saying keep on living life and take care. This has been The Boochcast. We'll talk to you guys next time. Until then, pizza, baby! Well, I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all goodbye. Goodbye. So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Adieu. Adieu. Be good. Stay well. Bye bye. Keep warm. Relax. And eat. Take care. Stay loose. Adieu, mon vieux. À la prochaine. Goodbye till when we meet again.